Welcome to Look Behind the Look, the celebrated podcast that explores your favorite looks in film, television, and fashion history. Through conversations with the fashion world's elite and award-winning hair, makeup, and costume designers on sets around the world, you will see and hear exciting tales from behind the scenes, career origin stories, and tons of advice and tips. I'm your host, Tiffany Bartok. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This week, we are talking costumes, and I'm talking with costume designer Antoinette Massam. We're talking about Secret Headquarters, which is an Owen Wilson movie that's on Paramount Plus right now. It's a great family movie. If you're looking for something to all watch together on the weekend, highly recommend. It's super fun and it flies by. And did I mention the costumes? We're going to talk about them in this episode and Antoinette's going to share this amazing desire to jump into new things, which I found so inspiring in our conversation. Sometimes I get kind of stale and like stay in one place and I was having one of those weeks where I was just like what's it all about and Antoinette was so surprisingly refreshing and really inspiring because she just keeps trying new things even though she's far along in her career and could just rest on her laurels she absolutely does not I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation and we also talk a little bit about The Orphan which was an earlier project of hers and so we dig into all of that just in time for Halloween enjoy and see you next time Hey, Lizzie with my nine o'clock. Sorry about the game, but we're gonna have fun tonight. Oh Let me guess, another IT conference? I'm gonna be back in a couple days, tops. Hey mom, dad has a work emergency, so can you come pick me up? I love it when you call me mom. Let's throw a rager. What's happening? Please don't touch me. This is so tight. It's some kind of superhero lair. Your dad's a superhero. What? No. My dad can't handle hot wings. Step, step, step into the spotlight. Check this out. What? Hi, Antoinette. It is good to see you. Finally, (laughs) we have been going back and forth. And today we're talking about Secret Headquarters, which we began the process of scheduling this interview before it came out. And now, of course, everybody has been enjoying it. So it's kind of a different perspective that we can come to because people will have have seen it by now. And I'm sure they have a lot of questions because the work is incredible. <laughs> it's what's amazing. And it was even more amazing that the timing, it came out just before kids went back to school yeah. and it was number one streaming on Paramount. So that says a lot that, you know, families needed a movie. Like this. I'm telling you, yeah. I mean, as a parent, it really is hard to find content that, I mean, Stranger Things is great, but you know, it's, mm-hmm. I, I spent half the time saying, don't look, don't look, don't look. So <laughs> it was nice <laughs> to just have a movie that you can just freely say nothing is going to be freaking anybody out for a while. So this is a yeah. super enjoyable family movie. And who doesn't love to watch Owen Wilson and baseball and all those good things. But I know that the creation of the costume was not so free and easy, probably. <laughs> no it was probably and I'm you know a little long in the tooth in doing this probably one of 
challenging experiences of my career. Really? Um, I thought doing a Western in the middle of COVID in the middle of nowhere was hard. Um, You're talking about the harder they fall, right? Yeah, yeah. Stylish cowboys around. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I did this right after that. Oh. So, you know, I love diversity. I love mixing it up. I like changing my creative process, you know, keep me on my toes. But um, I didn't understand to the extent creating what we call a Ferrari walking, talking Lamborghini, (laughs) you know, is basically what a superhero suit is. And that's how it was described in the script. Well, no, it's they, the, we, the producer, the directors, what we called, we're making a Lamborghini. It was Mm -hmm. like the, the level of um, creative input, the amount of, um, artists involved in trying to bring this to life, mm. the pace, the deadline, I mean, the materials used to make this. I mean, I could go on, but it basically, it was not a Honda. It was a Lamborghini. <laughs> 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 and of course, what it cost, this is like, we're making a luxury car, Antoinette, we're making a luxury car. Okay, yeah. thanks for letting me go. <laughs> this is luxury, yes. It's luxury. So, so what was, what are the beginning steps, the sketches, the, the, what was, what was the inception of the idea of Owen Wilson's suit? Well, when I started, mm-hmm. joined the team, um, our directors, Rel, he had already been, you know, workshopping, working with different concept artists, storyboard artists, and um, Paramount Studio and Jerry Bruckheimer Films had also conceptualized ideas. And then when my production designer, who we worked together on The Harder They Fall together, uh-huh. so this was like a match made in heaven for me, um, he brought in some of his concept artists because everybody has their favorite concept artists. And there's a team of people Basically, it's almost like you're in a writer's room and workshopping ideas, you know, what about, you know, this reference or what about this idea? What if they did this when they moved? So it, it's it's almost like trying to, with the base idea in the story, the guardian, alien influences, seeing what people could come up with. So it had, there was, there was a start of a guard when I came on, the last one on the, on the team. And my production designer says, great, costumes here now, here. <laughs> which which in, in, in all honesty is one of the main reasons I, I, I wanted to work on this film. You know, Rel and Henry are amazing. I'd met them before um, a couple of years prior and always wanted to work with them. And this opportunity couldn't have come at the better time. It's like, no more dusty cowboys. Great. Let's dive into making this, you know, doing something new. So when I started um, the roundtable meeting, you know, the production designer, myself, the producers, the directors, and just really having a in-depth talk about what did we want to say with this superhero? Because there's superheroes all over the place. Right. Everybody has a superhero. I mean, you can't, I can't keep up with the Marvel universe. Right. And 
um, how is our superhero that we want to be relatable to the kids, how are we going to make that different and, and stand on its own? So that was the goal and no pressure. <laughs> um, exactly. Taking all that had been done before and streamline it and just starting to say, okay, where are we going next? And so I brought in um, some from my team work directly with me so that we could give the studio concept artists more a more concise ideas before that it was you know loose creative right but now we had to build this monster <laughs> so let's let's okay that helmet is great but nobody will be able to fight in it and I love what you've done with the shoulders but they can't move so let's get let's get serious now you guys and looking at the clock ticking that was oh really intense sure and um so while we were creatively coming up with the visual of what this person would look like in a suit because there's a human being under that superhero yes very much right don't shoot i'm the it guy i was alerted to a security breach Antoinette had to do what the costume designer does, which is materials, what fabrics, what what colors, um, what are the underlayers, what style boot, you know? I had to, it's almost like call it, what is, once you take the shell off a turtle, what's underneath? That's my responsibility. So it took a while, and I, I have to say, there were some people who are a little curious about my color choices, but it worked out. <laughs> when you say when you say the turtle shell, that's funny you should say that because that's what I was thinking the whole time that he looked like. It really hearkened back to a tur tortoise shell um, with the shape of the uh, pieces that come together, you know. Yeah, so that's gone. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. and and tell me about the color choices. What what was the pushback on the color choices? The darkness? Well, you think superhero, you think oh, okay. black, right? Mm. And that's been so done and yeah, yeah. also too so dark. Yeah. And this was not our movie. This mm -hmm. was not our guardian. And I just thought I still want it to appear strong, but not not um unapproachable. If that uh, makes yes, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, maybe if there were the tones were cool, blues, slate stone-like to work within the environment of the headquarters, but to stand out from the headquarters because the headquarters was very dark. It was yes. predominantly black. And I needed my guardian to not, you know, disappear into the woodwork, if you want to call it. Yes, 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 yes. And and first was the um, design of the headquarters with there was hexagons on the wall and sort of with the shape of it was that all set already and then the costume well, that came was, um that came about with martin whist mm -hmm. his design and again with the story with the script driven what this space looked like mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. again we're taking something that is um alien and um, how do we make that organic? Right. And that's that shape, as if you've watched the film, you see that that spaceship and that orb has those hexagons yes. on it. So we just trans 
translated that as the beginning and took it further into the interior of the building, the, the costume itself, the superhero costume itself. Um, again, how do you make something that looks so clinical, if that's the right word, mm -hmm. organic? Mm -hmm. And and that was a fine line. It's not making it so robotic that no. was it relatable. Yes, yes, yes. And and how did you make the costume so flexible? I, that's all I I could really be thinking about was he really gets around and <laughs> yeah. it was such a flexible flexible well, costume well that again is is um what we do because ultimately I have to take what is an, a concept and make it something that is productive because mm. there were so many stunts in this movie yes. where we had to be able to move. And even though the hard armor is, is manufactured and doesn't move and can take a hit, it had to be designed in a manner that was flexible. Right. So my fabric underneath the suit was, was knit obviously, okay. but also I went one step further and I was able to find knit that was wickier wicking oh that okay the, the um the water away from the skin mm -hmm. when it got hot because we shot in the summer in atlanta hot atlanta. oh really <laughs> oh no yeah and and just designing where you know the movements we my um effects creatives um they were incredible at spectral motion and you know they workshopped everything on mannequins movement um bringing in, you know, trying it on to make sure that it could move. It was flexible because even though they were hard, they, they weren't hard at the joints. There was okay. places that in which we designed it, that there was mobility, which was mm -hmm. really, really important. He said walking like this. <laughs> right, right, right. And so how, how did you, how many suits did you make? Um, In total, I think for Owen's character, we had six. Yeah five to six suits. I mean, <laughs> we had a couple of hero suits. We had the stunt suits. We had the display suit. Yeah. There was were they different in any way in their construction or were they all flexible or was one more hard? Um, they were more, the stunt, the stunt suits had a lot more um, give sure. and um, in some places, the hexagons were placed a little bit different to give, them mobility and also for us to to pack the hardware that these guys wear underneath you know yeah. the armadillos for the back the knee pads sure um we we fit them with all their gear on okay and suit over top and then adjust as needed okay okay and then so this is just one suit i mean this is just owen we're talking about you were. Going, going. You I mean, are. Michael Pena. Hold it, hold it. These things are warm. Yeah. So hot. You got the winter suit. God bless him. He, you know, at first he was like, and then he just, he just went, went for it. And, and I thought, I, I respect you taking this on the chin and making it funny and relatable yeah. and um, we didn't compromise the style or the look to for either of these dads right you know? right 
dad right. bodies. It wasn't going <laughs> to be real, you know? Yes. Yes. And so, so, <laughs> so was, was there ever a time where you felt like, okay, how did you delegate this? How did you delegate all of the superhero costumes? And then also there's everyday wear. How, how did you organize all of what you had to concentrate on? I mean, this is gargantuan <laughs> task here. Um, it takes a village. Yeah. You know, it takes a village. Early on in the um, development stage, I had a superhero. I call her my superhero ACD, okay. who helped me in Los Angeles with the materials and the printing and sourcing even something as simple as as going to rental houses and finding different armor materials and colors and taking it to the fx shop to say let's test this this finish let's test that finish mm -hmm. because it's it's that everything is a process you know right. testing the fabric to see if it would work and if it would print on i had several print shops in that x hexagon what style what weight you know um, what, what weight of graphic, do we see a little bit of it? See a lot of it. Um, but the FX shops, um, spectral motion, their responsibility was to, you know, with me providing the materials for this undersuitings and the boots and et cetera, to build the superhero suit. So okay. that was done in one shop. Okay. And then in my, Atlanta shop where we prepped and shot the movie. I had a team of buyers um, background. We created those baseball uniforms from scratch. We custom oh, that moon dance. Thank God it was at the end of the movie because we all had fun. Yeah, had fun making oh, good. those costumes, and we 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 went back to our grade school selves. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we were 12, 13, 14, how would we, you know, make a costume and, yeah. and try to um, think like kids and have fun with it? So um, we had the Lamborghinis happening over here, and then going to the dollar store and the arts and crafts and and. <laughs> target <laughs> and just putting things together thrifting and, and and finding stuff to create these costumes these kids wore amazing how, how reliant are you on a 3d printer in in this process where does it play the 3d printer played at the fx at spectral motion and that was the ultimate 3d printer you wow know, what, what makes it I, the ultimate Ultimate is that it had a room on its own. It was that big. Wow. Yeah. That's it was cool. That big and that in hit. And um, I was able to, once I left Los Angeles, fly back to um, to LA to, to go in and work with those guys. We Zoomed. It was, I mean, I really, really appreciate being able to be as involved as I was in the creating of this costume, I wanted to be, I've never done this before. I wanted to know how to make something like this from start to finish. And there were some hiccups because we made it really fast. But, um, seeing the 3D printer and, and all the machines that they used, as well as, let's be clear, it's not just machines that make these suits. We had a team of the what we call the soft goods stitchers who 
you know, created the, the, the linings and the paddings in the places that we needed it to flush out the suit. And this is all done by hand. Mm -hmm. So um, as much as you think in this year, 2022 that everything is done by printers and machines so much is still boots that one of the boots that we sampled was handmade for wow superhero suit we ended up finding something on amazon that worked <laughs> so it's like you know <laughs> which is more comfortable <laughs> owen okay go on with the amazon <laughs> <laughs> So you say that this is the first time that that you have superheroed, but I would never know, obviously, watching. It was flawless. But what made you step up to that challenge? Some people would just be like, oh, no, I do not do superheroes. You wanted to see it start to finish in the process. But but what? tell, t tell me a little bit about what pushed you over the edge to convince you. I'm crazy. <laughs> That's what I kept saying to myself when we were making this. You're crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm good, like, good, good. Um, you know, costume designers, in my mind, we're artists in our own right. And as an artist, why not give myself a challenge? Um, did I know I was doing it in super? hero's time span <laughs> no I didn't realize that we've never made I kept being told no one's ever made a, a suit this quickly um wow and I I give props to everyone who worked around the clock to make it happen mm -hmm. but I just it excited me to try something new that's so yeah. inspiring because some people just like at this point we're just clocking in and clocking out you know and I just I love I love hearing that people are inspired to, because with COVID and everything, we, we, we got the opportunity to reflect and really, when we started up again, choose what we were going to let enter our lives. And so it always inspires me that after the reset, some people are like, I want to do this now, you know, and, and you, you succeeded. So I mean, I assume that that Owen, how, what was he like to work with? I, I assume he was collaborative. But maybe oh he wasn't. God. Maybe he just do what he did what he was told. No, he's so much fun. How am I supposed to say, oh, by the way, some alien power source chose me to be the guardian of the planet? It makes you sound crazy, right? Yes. I mean, okay. I adored working with Owen. I would work with Owen again in a heartbeat. Um I have a feeling you will. I have a feeling there's gonna be more of these, Antoinette. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, well, we learned a lot the first time around, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, Owen, Owen was incredibly collaborative. I mean, first, before we even got to the superhero suit, we had to talk about Owen, the dad, you know, who was this person, right? Who was he when he was not in the suit? Um, what did he wear when he was at home? What, what, what was his look? What could we do to make it or I use this word a lot, organic, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because when I say organic, I need to look at that person and feel like they're wearing their own clothes. Right. And they stepped off this, they could step off the set and get into a car and drive home and it would yes. look natural for right. this character, you know? I mean, he's plays different characters like on Loki that that is not the case. Mm -hmm. So I think for him, he just wanted, he's a dad. He's a dad of kids similar age to Walker so he wanted 
it to feel real. And then we could then discuss what was needed and where would we go then with the suit, you know? And then most important for Owen is he wanted to be comfortable and be able to move and yeah. not feel hindered in his movements. I mean, that's what makes it so believable. You know, if you are awkward at all, it's just not going to work or sell or, or pay off. So, so it, it was, a, I, that was the most impressive to me is like, I can't believe that. And I think it was at the dance when I really noticed it. Cause he was like, hugs her. And I'm like, he can hug in the suit. This is amazing. He can hug, he can move, yeah. he can do backflips. Yeah. <laughs> well, the stunt guys could do backflips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. And then before this, you were on a feature as well. I'm sorry. Is the heart of a fall? It's a feature. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm like, is it a show or a feature? It's but... a streaming thing. It kind of confuses people. <sighs> I know these days I can't keep it track because then also to make it more complicated, sometimes the limited series, the episodes are as long as a feature. So, right? <laughs> so it's all just a blur, but um, the style for that was just impeccable. And so I think that's something that carries over in your work is, is everybody's got their swagger and everybody's got their style. Uh -huh. You know, that's something that you can really see. Thank I, you. I, um, off the subject again, I just this morning talked to Isabel Furman from Orphan for ah! another episode. <laughs> Doug, the makeup artist on um, the sequel or the prequel. Yeah. Um, we were talking about that for a Halloween episode. And um, so you worked on the Orphan, obviously. So you knew original. Isabel when she was 12. Yes. Yes. in the original and 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 can you talk to me a little bit about that experience I'm kind of surprising you with this but um oh it's all good um yeah that, that movie has a special place in my heart sure. I'm yeah. positive because everybody replicates it to this day for Halloween to this day and um <laughs> I, I around Halloween I make I expect the posts and the tags and the requests for yeah. costumes and where to find and how did I come up with this so again it's the gift that keeps giving um Aww. I I mean it was an amazing collaborative experience Jama Colette Sierra my director on that film um was so cool and so creative I mean our first meeting he came with two bags he's he's Spanish he's originally from Spain and came with two bags of magazines, some of which I've never seen before. And we were just all over it for details. Look at this Dior lace. What about this? Oh, really? Buckle. I mean, just things. That... I thought you were going to say horror magazines, but they were no. like fashion magazines. Full on, you know, <laughs> British Harper's Bazaar. Wow. Australian Vogue, you know, just you name it. Nylon. It would magazine, fashion magazines, because for him, he was very, very detail, detail oriented. Right. And the small details were really, really important to him. And what was incredible about that film and the look is, I mean, Vera Farmiga. I mean... Come on. <laughs> you can't, she can't, that woman has style oozing out of her pores. So yeah. this is a, a, a mom. They're obviously, a, you know, upper middle class, but yet she's still a mom. 
mm-hmm. and and vulnerable. So wanting to have her relatable, but still the edge of their style there. Mm-hmm. And when this character, this young girl they adopt comes in, there's got to be something a little off. And she's off in her personality. The clothes are a little off, but they can't be so off. It looks too weird. It was a really, really fine line with creating those costumes. And thankfully, um, we did it. We shot most of that movie in Montreal. And Montreal has a very old European, old world right, vibe. that's true, yeah. Yes, so I just, I don't know if I just absorbed that. Nice. But um, I manufactured, I designed and had some of her dresses manufactured in Montreal. Oh, wow. And it's almost like taking little girls' party dresses and elevating them. I'm saying right. this for the first time. It now comes to me because I was trying to figure out what, how can I describe how I came up with these? And this one thing Montreal had is these beautiful, beautiful young children shops that had the most exquisite clothing in it that you'd like, you want to dress up your child and take them, you know, these little dress bows. So that inspired me. And um, I took it to the next level because Isabel was a little bigger than that age group but right goes a little larger <laughs> right right yeah. right 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 oh my god i'm 15 for all her stunt people she had a gymnast an aerialist and, <laughs> you, know, you name it kids you- and adults so one half the truck you just saw the size of the clothes just grow stop it because yeah. they were different size all of the different sizes different ages i had her her doubles, her photo doubles that because she of her age, you could only she could oh, only sure, work seven hours. hours. Yeah. So we had her photo doubles who they had two. There were twins. And then we had her stunts. And her stunts, there were three of them from someone who did Cirque du Soleil, who was an acrobat for all the the walking on the outside at night on the building and all that stuff. And then we had the woman who were her real son. Okay. You know? And VFX is a beautiful thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So how, how did you, so, so on the rack you had to have, it was like a full Isabel, I mean. How Isabel, many- but Isabel hero clothes in, in Isabel size. Then yeah. we had the photo doubles and they were a little bigger than her mm-hmm. from the back they could pass but they mm-hmm. were just a little bigger than her and then the acrobat was actually shorter than her but then the stunt people were adult sizes just small small people small women okay you know yes. they were about mm-hmm. you know five five two but they were they were act they were stunt people with women's bodies so all those clothes were manufactured. And this was Isabel's first film. So was she just, was it fun to work with somebody who was so excited? And Oh, she was lovely. I mean, God bless her mother, Elena. Um, Isabel was precocious, curious, intelligent, smart, but so well-behaved and so respectful. And, you know, her mom 
made it clear she was working, but she was also still a kid. Yeah. Oh, so good. For her birthday, the whole crew came together in the lunchroom oh. with the cake. And I mean, she, I think she turned 13. Oh, wow. Honestly. That's a big one. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's an amazing way to celebrate your 13th birthday <laughs> Yeah, on a film set. Uh, are you, what is next for you, Antoinette? Well, I'm, it's very new. I love I'm a look excited. like right, right before you it's said so that you get, you gave a little look to the side and you looked, you had a look of glee. So I know that you're really excited about what you're about to say. <laughs> I'm going back to working with Mr. James Samuel on his next film. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. That working on the heart of they fall was amazing experience. Um, working with the director so closely to create um, this world. And we're about to do it again. We're going to oh. be working on the book of Clarence. I head to Italy real soon. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And what, what made the harder they fall so, so beautiful? What was the thing, the key ingredient to making it such a great experience for you? Um, it was special. Mm. It was special in that, um, I have a thing about first. It was my first Western. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I love it. I've done it. before, but I've not done a Western and that's a whole different genre. But I grew up on Westerns and I loved Westerns. My father is a big fan and I actually got to screen this with him privately just so he could see oh. it. Um, his passion for this project, his, I mean, he wrote it. It was his baby. Um the the inclusion of music i love music i always have music playing but music that i grew up with reggae um and just being able to collaborate as an artist with yeah. fellow artists i mean i'd see a swatch of fabric that i loved i'd immediately text the color to martin Wiss, our production mm -hmm. designer um, he found wallpaper he loved. He'd call, you know, look, you've got to see this wallpaper. And he pulled out, look at this. What are we going to do? And I'm like, that dress, the dress, the blue, dress, you know? So it was just- That's an amazing feeling so when people much. just get it. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. that was what was incredibly exciting is feeling like I was working with like-minded artists, passionate about what we were creating. And um then we got knocked flat with COVID. And I mean, we were going to during oh, okay. literally, we were literally, we stopped just as the cast arrived in New Mexico and we did our gallery shoot and we we're just about to do our first day of camera. It was like the Thursday oh, and we, oh my God. the whole world shut down the following week. Oh my yeah. God. And then when did you pick up again? We picked up, this was in March. We picked up again in August, September. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, new faces, new challenges, different way of working. You know, it was really, really, we, I, we were the first feature film for Netflix. Oh, wow. To come out. Yeah. Wow. And, and, film, I, and they then did you... a second unit prior to us to test the waters, but okay. we were full-fledged, you know. Back and then you did work. secret headquarters right after this. Yeah, we finished in the um, the fall, the end, 
in December and I did secret headquarters. I started it in the early spring. Okay. Yeah. Back Which is back. right after for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then when do you go to Italy? Soon. Okay. Oh, so this is all, this is all quite brisk pace for you. <laughs> Beyond, um, yeah. You know, I was just in Europe, so I'm, I'm fortunate to have experience what it is working over there and I love it and um so I'm looking forward to going back to Italy and I'm going to be a little better at the eating <laughs> going to be a little better pizza is my favorite food and then throw in all the pasta oh um, give in give in yeah give in. but yeah, yeah so I'm looking forward to it and again you know I just finished a um a contemporary film uh, called Lift, and now I'm going into doing biblical. So, I'm so inspired by your desire to to try new things and not stay settled in your ways. It's so it's so inspiring. Well, thank you. I, you know what? I've I'm I'm in thirty plus years doing this, mm -hmm. and um, you put so much time yeah. and energy and your life you absorb this industry. It just becomes part of your DNA. And if I'm going to give so much of me to it, why not shake it up a little bit and travel? I mean, my son is an wow. adult. I don't have any babies. I don't have any pets at the time, this time. So have suitcase while travel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, well, it was wonderful to talk to you, Antoinette. And I, uh, I really look forward to your next projects. And thank you for um, playing along with me about the orphan. I didn't mean to surprise you, but I loved hearing those <laughs> no. stories. Well, it's not a surprise. It's a surprise talking about it. Sure. But I've been seeing all the trade, um, all the trades talking about her latest, the latest uh -huh. rendition of it. So I'm really, really happy for her. Um, it is her baby. I mean, she was the original. So the fact that she, Isabel gets to come back. Yeah. The story is amazing. Yes. Yes. Super cool. Well, congratulations on everything and Secret Headquarters. I'm going to tell everybody how to watch it and all of your other projects too. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much. Blessings. Look Behind the Look is a Vinyl Foot production, written by me, your host, Tiffany Bartok, produced by Jace Bartok, edited by Nicole Tucker. If you're interested in learning more, find our video version on the YouTube channel, Look Behind the Look Podcast. There you can see rare photos and clips from our guests. And please follow us on Twitter at LookBehindPod and Instagram at LookBehindTheLook. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And tell your friends and spread the word. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. Thanks for listening to Look Behind the Look.